The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation about soccer that may include adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Red Bull Rant. I'm Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 71, Double O Boring. So, not only is the show title an homage to the game played last weekend, but the music that accompanied our show to introduce us today obviously leads to the whole, this game was absolute crap because nobody, not nobody did anything, but it was really, really fucking boring. Let's put it that way. <sighs> there was actually more excitement after the game than there was during the game. <laughs> so what? Since I wasn't there, what happened after the game? Because I'm kind of curious to hear about that. Well, uh, some jackhole decided it would be a good idea to jump into the field after the game was over, and after really everyone had kind of cleared off, so there's no players out there, and decided to streak, fully clothed, of course, because he wasn't a real man, and run around on the field, stop halfway through, and then, of course, do the old, I'm going to wait for security, start chasing him, turns around and runs the other way, and then got shoulder tackled, right pretty much into where the fireworks were set up. Nice. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. Well pretty done. Awesome. And then he got, he got hauled away, and everyone was giving a nice asshole champ. <laughs> and Is then there, uh, that somewhere? Cause I kind of want to see this. I wish. I don't. There might be. You never know. So that was great. They had a be. great. They had a great fireworks show. And honestly, the best part about the fireworks was the first song they started was uh, the White Stripes. And of course, ha- ha- you know, everyone sang "Fuck DC United" <laughs> Fuck, for a good thirty to forty-five seconds while the first set of fireworks were going off. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, there was good times before the game and after the game, just not during the game. So, you know, before we even get to the game, obviously I know you're talking about the good times, so why don't you tell our listeners at home what the good times were? Well, we uh, at El Pastor, the ESC, we had our big fundraiser, which, you know, we mentioned last week all the money went to uh, AIDS Resource Charity. And we had bands, we had Harold doing some DJing, we raffled off a shit ton of stuff we had three autographed jerseys autographed soccer ball we had scarves we had game tickets really had a crap load of stuff and we raised over twenty two hundred dollars so uh yeah it was pretty awesome nice wow that's impressive yes so thanks to everyone for showing up and thanks to everyone who helped out and thank you to the bands and thanks to everyone who contributed so yeah it was it was, it was pretty cool it was a good time so i guess now we gotta get to the actual boring stuff sadly we can just end the show now but yeah unfortunately there's <laughs> kind of something we could yeah so uh, that that was a hundred minutes of my life i wish i could get back that's all i'm gonna (laughs) say uh so was there anything what did you guys dislike about this game well we're gonna save the good part for the end because we need to end this this segment on a on a good note some kind of high note yeah yeah Um, so pat what was your dislike uh as bad as the game itself was uh my dislike is actually the fact that uh the headliner 
nightclub in uh, Neptune, New Jersey, does not for some reason have NBC Sports Network. They're just like flipping through. They seem to have like six channels and they're like, sorry, we don't got it. I'm just like, God, this place fucking sucks. And sure enough, it sucked. The whole place sucked. It's a sucky club. Completely sucks. People suck. Maybe I just don't like clubs. My bitterness is kind of crossing over there a little bit. But, yeah, that's my dislike of the game. I couldn't even watch it live because a dipshit club didn't have the channel. It's, it's when you finally hit that age and you're like, this is clubs are fucking stupid. Yeah. You're just like, I'm too old for this shit. Like, clubs should be on my Martal list. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're up. My dislike, we'll keep it on the field, and it's the fact that Every team that they play that they're going to have a little trouble with, they can never figure out how to get the ball out wide when the other team packs it all in the middle of the field. Their their lack of their lack of quality on the wings is so glaringly obvious. It's bad. It's bad. All you have to do is clog the center of the field, and they can't do anything. And the worst part is that's where all the big talent is. That's where the real skill is with Cahill, McCarty, and and Henri, and they can't get anything going on. Nothing. And then when they did get it outside on the wing, they crossed it into who? No one. Uh-huh. Absolutely no one. Oh, I'm sorry, except for like the, you know, the nine, 90th minute of the game where they got one into, I believe it was, uh, Alexander, you know, who got a head on one and that was about it. <laughs> that might have been one of the lone shots of the entire game. Yeah. No, I mean, kind of echo, echo your point about it. Like, you know, every time they, they were good at getting the ball out wide, but then it was just like nobody seemed to take any time to create space and look for a man in the middle before they crossed it. It was just kind of like they would get the ball, keep their head down and then cross it without even looking to see if there was anyone streaking towards the goal or whatever. I mean, both Steele and uh, Alexander were very guilty of this. And uh, Alexander had a couple that were real stinkers. Of course, he didn't get any loft on him. So it's just, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. It's just that, you know, they had the right idea, but they just could not execute for the life of them. And, and another, another problem I also had is, can peop- can Roy Miller stop playing like a forward? <laughs> Sweet Jeebus, man, play defense. I, I think he was I think he was higher up on the field than Henri was all night. <laughs> it's, every time I look over, I'm like, oh, there's, there's Miller coming on down the field with the ball. Oh, there's Miller pretty much by the corner. Oh my God, killing me! He shouldn't have to do that. That should be the actual midfielder's jobs. But I don't know. Maybe they just forgot how to do it. All right. So first off, Espindola was the only person who didn't look for to cross right away. That's because he always does. He always tries to do too much. And uh, for life of me, I can't remember the, the guy's name that does the the uh, color on uh NBC Sports but he made a great point. Espindola's position should be in the middle of the field. He should not be on the wings. So why the fuck is he out there? Isn't that the point of Alexander? Isn't that the point of steal? I mean I know it's a but like you said with Miller, maybe if the offense learned how to play offense, he wouldn't have to get up there with them. Right. I just, <laughs> That's true. I mean just yeah. just saying that if, if if it takes a defender to get up front to play offense because nobody else in the field can, then there's always something wrong. Which brings me to my my dislike. I keep hearing Pecky and the players say, you know, we just weren't in this one. We didn't, you know, they always come up with the same excuses each match. When are the excuses going to fucking end? Seriously, at this point in the at this point in the season, you know who's starting eleven are. You know who the the go to players are. This team this team plays so well against opponents like Kansas City and Montreal that are top of the table, but they play jack shit against anybody below them. And when I say this next part, I am not calling for his job. I want to make that perfectly clear. But whatever Pecky is doing right now this season needs to fucking change because obviously it's not working the whole time. I mean, come on. You lose to, you, you, you lose to nothing on the road at Columbus, a team that you should absolutely beat. You draw against Philadelphia, which yes, they were only, they were only a point behind in the standings, but you had 63.6% of the possession. There is no reason to have the same amount of shots on goal as the other team in that case. 
Yeah, agreed. They had they had one 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 more total attempt on goal than Philadelphia while having thirty percent more possession. I'm sorry, fifty percent more possession. Seriously, whatever the fuck's going on in training isn't working. Maybe it's time to change things up. Maybe it's time to start some younger guys in places of you know Alexander in places of some of the other guys in the back line. Just do fucking something because I'm fucking sick and tired of it. You know, you know, pisses me off too. All the team talks about is, oh, we want the fans there. We want the fans there. That's when we play our best. That's when we play our best when the place was packed. That place was fucking packed. That place was packed to the rafters, and it was loud, and it was crazy, and they didn't do shit. Just like a previous game against D.C. where they had a great, great crowd, and they couldn't do jack shit. So if you want the fans to continue to show up and pack the houses on Saturday nights, then we need better results than this. And I, I don't want to nitpick because they got a great result against like Montreal and Salt Lake. It's like, yeah, they did have big wins. But come on, can we, can we continue that? Can we score a fucking goal for crying out loud? And now for the Pat McDonald weekly reality check. Guys, they're two points out of the supporter shield race. And I know this is Red Bull Nation to a T that we just fucking lose our minds when something doesn't go our way. And like, and before we call Philly a shitty team, which I want to anyway because I hate Philly, they're only one point behind us. Only one fucking point. They're a good team, whether we want to admit it or not. They're, I mean, the Rebels, I mean, it's not fucking working. The Rebels right now are tied atop of the Eastern Conference. It's working. It's not working supporter shield yet working, but it's working. This team is going to the playoffs. They're going to do well in the playoffs, in my opinion. I mean, I just think we need, like, this is one of those things that just, it was a result because it was a rival, and we wanted to beat the shit out of them, but... Let's bring it down. We're only two points out of the supporter shield race. And to be perfectly honest, I think the Red Bulls are still just as capable of uh, finishing that race. Because you know what? Real Salt Lake with 41 points, they've laid a few stinkers too. But at this right. point, wouldn't you like uh, a better well, result than 0-0? Zero, zero? I think, I think that's I my problem. If this was 2-2, two, two, even like 1-1, one, one, maybe I wouldn't go so nuts. But like Jay said, man, when you dominate possession like this, yeah, you got to put one away. And Philly had two of the best chances. They had the two best chances. You know, thankfully for their own ineptitude, they couldn't score on them. All right. I, I understand what you're saying, Pat, but he, l- listen to this right now. This is the things. Obviously, New York's tied with Kansas City, 39 points. Right behind them is Montreal with 38, Philly with 38, Houston with 36. That's the top five. Mm-hmm. Except for Philly, Montreal and Houston both have two games in hand on New York. So mm-hmm. assuming that they even win one game apiece, that puts New York in at least third Maybe even fourth. Then you have the Revolution and sixth at 33 with, with one game in hand. You have Chicago at 31 with two games in hand. It is not like it's guaranteed going to the playoffs at this point. They're going to go to the playoffs. They still have, put, put they your have, money on it. The New York Rebels will be in the 2013 playoffs. I'm not they saying will they will be, but my point is it's, it's not just guaranteed. Because, just, That's the problem. Just because it's tight. Just because it's tight doesn't mean like that this means the team sucks. I mean, you know, it's, the Montreal Impact one, they're going to write actually Dynamo two for that matter. They're both going to have to deal with uh, with um, schedule congestion right now with the Champions League, so that doesn't exactly work in their favor. Uh, and then I mean, again, all these teams have laid eggs. All these teams have had games this shitty. That it's something I think we all too often forget. It's a salary cap league, and this is a symptom of the salary cap league that will exist as long as there's a salary cap. Every once in a while, a stinker is going to get laid. Well, the the thing is, the reason, honestly. In my opinion, the reason the Red Bulls are in second right now in the East is because a lot of teams have had a lot of stinkers, and that's pure luck for the Red Bulls, honestly. I think the Red Bulls are in second because, in the second overall in the, uh, was it, in the, the, uh, Supporters League because they're probably one of the top three or four teams in the league. Thank, I think we've all identified uh, Red Bull optimists right now. I think we've finally figured it out. <laughs> I wish I could claim to be the RBNY optimist, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or is he? <laughs> oh, am I? Oh, yeah. All right. So let's try to wrap this one up on a good note. What do we like about this game? All my awesome opinions? No. Um, <laughs> uh, you gotta, you gotta give it to Luis Robles. I mean, the guy came up big again to, to at least earn the point. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna say Luis Robles. Uh, I'm gonna say the combination of Olave and Sekagia, Sekagia, Sekigiri, Sekigiri, the Ugandan giant. <laughs> they played, those were two guys that really played their asses off on defense. I mean, the, the, I think it was the second opportunity where the Philly player was pretty much right in front of the net and about to score. And I believe, because it was on the other side of the field, I, and I didn't watch the replay, I believe it was Alave that just was able to get a little poke on it and was able to get the ball out of bounds. And then Ibrahim made a really nice play, uh, in the first half to save a goal. I mean, those guys, they, they, they came up big. And my other mini lake is, was just Johnny Steele's attitude, yelling at other players and, being mean, I thought that was pretty awesome too. <laughs> he was kind of kind of being a badass. Nice. My like is I was able to DVR this. That's that's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all I can say. This team showed jack shit to me on the field this week, so I'm not. There's nothing for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Ro- Robles showed me something, but aside from that, I mean, yeah, Olave and I can't even say the guy's name yet. They 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 did you know had some good good jobs uh, get, tracking back, but it I, it should never have been in those positions, at least in my opinion. So. I, I may be too hard on the team, but you know what? I expect more out of it. So hey, let, let me just uh, put this uh, right now uh, out there. Out of, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The Rebels have nine more matches uh, on the season, and only two of those games are against teams currently in playoff position. So while some of those teams may have games in hand, Rebels do not have a tough schedule here on out. Five of those games are home, mind you. You know what sucks? I, I've gone to five games, four games this year, I believe. I think it's been four games, and I've seen them score one goal. <laughs> one. I went to the uh, the scoreless draw against D.C. I went to the 1-0 win against L.A. The, I just saw the stinker against Philly, and down in Philly saw them lose 3 nothing. Maybe I'm the jinx. Maybe I should just stop showing up. I'm down with that. Stop showing the games. <laughs> Let's see. I've seen... The scoreless DC draw, the first game against Philly, the 2 1 win, the 1 0 win against LA, and the 3 nothing loss at Philly. And I believe that's it. So I've seen, I've seen our opponents outscore us 4 to 3. So. I thought I went to two games, but now I feel like I only went to one. Huh. Oh well. Yeah, what, mine was 1 nothing against, uh, LA. And we call ourselves yeah. podcasters. <laughs> I've been busy. Well, I have and four. <laughs> and I live in Maryland. <laughs> Not that it should be that much of an excuse, but I live in Maryland. <laughs> so anyway, um, predictions, we all got it wrong. We all said wins. So nothing changes there. Fantasy League, nil-nils back in the third place. I'm still in eighth. Truman's 16th. Pat's in 21st, so no changes there. Uh, we have only one piece of listener mail, and I, honestly, I'm actually hesitant to read this, but it's not even listener mail. It's a response from Jimmy Cates on Twitter. Like, Yeah, you, you can read it. Go like ahead. 13 minutes ago. I, so the question out there was... Who is everyone blaming for RBNY's lack of current goal scoring? And he says Obama. <laughs> well, I believe we're not going to go into the politics. <laughs> no, no, I believe what, what Jimmy I'm, means is thanks, Obama. I think it's. <laughs> I, I personally think it's Ted Cruz's renouncement of his uh, Canadian citizenship. <laughs> <sighs> I think it's the fact that Josie Altador's on this team anymore. You mean you mean for, future Portland Timber Josie Altador? <laughs> I'm the, that's how I'm going to yeah. refer to him from here on out. <laughs> That's his new name. Future Portland Timber, Chelsea Altidore. <laughs> Who's gone five games with five goals. 
I'm sorry, no. Five games with se- seven goals. A lot of goals. For the US, USMS team, yeah. <laughs> the hat trick last week was amazing. Oh, yeah. All right, so next up on the agenda for the Red Bulls, heading out west to face uh, Chivas USA. I believe it's their next to last trip out west. I think they have yes. Seattle later on this year. But <clears throat> yeah, they still after Seattle. that, they're no longer after that. They're no longer on the West Coast, technically anyway. Um, Pete calls us a three nothing win. Uh, I haven't gotten responses for anybody else yet. Um, so let's start with Pat, the ever optimist person on the show, which I don't really believe is happening all of a sudden. But Pat, you're you're up. Uh, I think it's going to be a win. I, I think Chivas USA is a disaster. Um, you know, top to bottom. Uh, their one saving grace is they've been playing a little bit better with uh, Carlos Bocanegra organized the back line. So I don't exactly see Pete's uh, 3 nothing victory, but um, I'm going to go with a 2 nothing win. I, I really do. I think this uh, this is going to be – they're going to brush him aside for the most part, no problem. Uh, Henri and uh, Cahill will start picking it back up with a game under their uh, shoulders after being out hurt. And uh, I see the Rebels taking the win. I think they can win, and I think it'll be a 2-2 draw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, with no Olave, something's going to get fucked up in the you know on the defense, and they're going to give up two shitty goals. And you know, I could see him definitely scoring two. Where those two goals are going to come from, I I don't know. Uh, is Bradley Ray Phillips going to play this weekend? Hopefully, you I don't, don't see. Right? I mean, there shouldn't be a reason why he wouldn't. Listen, this is all I'm going to say about Bradley Ray Phillips if he's able to play. I want to see him, and I never want to see Leon Dula on the field ever again. That man is killing me. He's <laughs> killing me. I don't even want to see him subbed in anymore. My God. Thank you. Ugh. He's he's so brutal. He's I, I just can't take anymore. I really can't. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the draw. Hopefully everyone else goes with the win, and either I'm wrong and they win, which is great, or I'm right and I kind of jump back into our little standing. So. All right. So I'm going all seeing red reverse curse on this one. Because the way they've been playing, I don't see them winning just because they, for some reason, can't beat an inferior opponent recently. So I'm going to go to very close to one loss. And probably like a, probably for, just because, fuck us, we're Red Bulls fans, it's going to be like a stoppage time free kick goal for some reason. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's I, I just how I see it going down. So there you go. If they lose, blame me. I'm, I'm okay with that at this point because this team is so fucking unpredictable, I have no idea what's actually going to happen. That's the crazy part about it. They really are unpredictable. So I know we got through that all kind of quick. That was all we have uh, for today. Unfortunately, you know, this third week in a row we don't have a guest. Uh, unfortunately, schedule, our personal schedules kind of stopped us from getting all that stuff set up. Hopefully, we're going to get back to guests next week. We really, we really plan on it. Please bear with us for that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to take a second to say, though, um, a few weeks ago I actually forgot to read some emails. So I want to just make amends. I, and I meant to apologize last week, but I, for some reason I forgot to do that, too. Um, um, first, there was an email from Bill Carroll, and we'll actually discuss his in, email, in a minute, but I just want to mention, uh, the other guy is uh, Danny, who had wrote him for the third consecutive week, and I just, unfortunately, f- because busy schedule, I forgot to put it on the agenda, so I'm, I'm sorry to you guys for forgetting you two weeks ago. Jay, I, so I, think, Bill's, I, I think what you should do is read them now, and we'll pretend to respond like we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well... I think that's the only way the you one... can make it up to him. All right. So I'll read Danny's first. Okay. Here we go. All right. So this was after the K- the Kansas City match. So we're all obviously on cloud. All right. We're this. all happy. We're, we're pumped up. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. All right. He says, 
What a great result. I think defensively they did a better job than last week. Offensively, they played well given that Cahill wasn't there to help. Sam was awesome and maybe even a future starter. I believe it was a lot of it with the bicycle clearance, which was great to see once again showing that he's the best defender in MLS. Robles also showed why he's the starting keeper, making some great saves. There should have been a yellow card or even a red card for that foul against Kimura. He gets knocked down and all you see is him not moving and his eyes wide open. Pecky had every reason to be angry and getting thrown out of the game. An awesome result and great to see them playing well. So well, I'll make I'll make two points about that. Uh, first of all, it's 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 nice that they can score goals without Tim Cahill, and I hope we could see that more often. And I agree, Olave is a beast, and uh, I hope he never gets injured. and He plays every single game for the rest of the year. Yeah, I got to echo that. Uh, you know, from the goal scoring point, you clearly got to see the Red Bulls winning every single game here on out the rest of the season. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I am just in awe of their goal scoring prowess. Especially since a great team as Kansas City. And, and honestly, if you can be, if you can win in Kansas City, which is one of the toughest places to win, there's no reason why you can't win in places, say, Columbus, Ohio. I mean, that's a gimme, right? Red, I would say that's a gimme. Or, or your home stadium, Red Bull Arena. I mean. Right. In a, in a, in a, on a near sellout crowd, you know, against, uh, yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I see this team going perfect through the rest of the year. I mean, it's, it's obvious. If you can play in Kansas City, you can play anywhere, right? Yeah. If 33 you can make it points. There, yeah. 33 points are on the way. If you can win there, you can win anywhere. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. New York, New York. All right, and then uh, the email from Bill says, Who will have better TV ratings, the Red Bulls or the Cosmos? Like most Red Bull supporters, I don't want to become the second team in New York, and I hope it doesn't start from day one for the Cosmos. Well, I I, I mean, come on. Come on now. I mean, the com- Cosmos will probably estimate maybe 100 people to watch, you know, a week. And thankfully, we'll have about 300 people watching. So I don't think the Red Bulls have anything to worry about there. Yeah, yeah I agree. Our 300 fans are going to trump their 100 fans in television ratings. And, I mean, come on. They can't even sell out, you know, that, that pristine stadium in downtown Manhattan. I mean, how do they, yeah. how do they expect yeah. to get a TV audience? They can't even sell out a stadium in New York proper. I mean, Seriously, they got, a nice, fancy, they got a nice fancy stadium right on the pier. You know, that was the big plan to put a stadium on the pier. They got a really nice stadium there, and they can't even pack that place. Come on. Come on. Nope. Man. Come on. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. All right. So while we were answering those emails, we got another response to the who's everyone blaming question. Uh, Vinny Krug writes in. He says, banana daiquiris. I, I, you know what? That's a, that might be very well might be the reason for all we know. That's true. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some of the players were at the, uh, ESC thing getting a little too, uh, hammered on the uh, banana daiquiris. You never know. That's why we need more Americans. We're more upset about the drinking than the Europeans. The Europeans just get sauced for everything. And you know, that, uh, that, oh crap, I can't remember the name of the drink now. The, the Alpastor Sangria, I mean, who could pass up a deal like that, right? That's right. That, that thing, listen, that thing is a killer to human beings. <laughs> now, I, I don't drink, but I've seen, I've seen the aftermath of, of many, many a night of people drinking those things. It's not pretty. I, I have to admit, I have not been brave enough to try that yet, so maybe, maybe next time I'm up, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm coming to the D.C. game. I'm not planning to bring a bunch of family with me. We haven't decided if we're going to Newark or going to tailgate yet, so I don't know about that part. But if I get a chance to try some of that sangria next time I'm there, I've, hopefully it won't be that bad for me. Yeah, I, I, too, will actually be at the D.C. game, making my grand return after four months. Yeah, I'm bringing a bunch of people up uh, for this game as well. But, you know, we're going to do the classic Newark uh, Rodizio before we hit up any of the uh, any of the bars there. So. And the show has reached a new low. 
<laughs> so for those of you who <laughs> for those of you who are fairly new listeners, that first thing was our tech problem song. Um, Pat kind of cut out a little bit there. Um, I'm not sure if I'll leave it or not. So if if you don't hear the cutout, just pretend it was there. But <laughs> fucking Whatever. Wednesday night shenanigans. That's all I'm saying. Wednesday night shenanigans. <laughs> you know what's going on? I could. You know, you guys would know what's going on, right? Right now, it's all because see, of your birthday. Seeing red is recording. And they're somehow sending evil waves to our show so we can't record at the same time and make our points before they do. Is, it, is this part of the Dave hacking our Skype group last week? Is that what it this is? is? It is. Sounds right to so me. It has, so it has nothing to do with your birthday then? No. No, my birthday only only brings goodwill. <laughs> uh, so yeah, obviously it's Truman's birthday. So happy birthday, Truman. Hey, thanks. Hey. <laughs> I'm 18 finally. Finally 18. You can buy right. cigarettes. Yep, going to college. Can't wait. So, uh, since we talked about the Premier League last week, since it started, I want let's talk for a second about NBC Sports and what they did with the Premier League. I want to hear what you guys' thoughts are on this. Well, my first problem was that uh, Liverpool shouldn't play at 7 in the morning because I can't wake up that early and watch them. So I really have an issue with uh, time differential. Um, I can't comment a lot because I watched... I watched the Manchester United game, um, and it was I was at El Pastor, so I, we didn't get really any sound. So it's kind of hard to judge the coverage. I mean, everything looked good, you know. And I watched some of the Chelsea game on Sunday, so that was nice. So, yeah, I can't really form too much of an opinion because I've only seen a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I watched, uh, let's see, I watched Fulham Sunderland next to Everton. Uh, was it Norwich that they played? And mm-hmm. uh, I watched them side by side at a bar, uh, Derby Road and Scotch Plain. And uh, I, again, I couldn't really hear anything, but uh, the, I can echo the sentiment that um, it looked good. Uh, same for I caught a little bit of the Spurs the next day uh, on, and that I watched actually on my computer. And I got to say, like the, the live stream on the computer is actually very good. Um, my overwhelming, my only real hardcore opinion of the entire affair, Premier League affair, was uh, Josie Altidore looks. Really good for Sunderland. He was probably one of the best players on the team on the on the field that day. It's just he never really got a good any good service. So, but he was fighting guys off the ball. Uh, had tremendous hold of play. So his form is definitely continuing over into the EPL. Uh, I liked the fact that I can get on my phone. I liked that I can get on my computer. My only complaint about the computer is when you hit, at least for me, when I hit the full screen button, it didn't actually go full screen. I, I don't know if that was a feature or if I had AdBlock Plus on and it was blocking some ads or whatnot, but if I hit a full screen button, I expect it to be the actual full screen of the 16 by 9 laptop I'm sitting on. <laughs> That's a minor annoyance, but it's just something that I expect, but... Yeah, I couldn't. I don't know if I ever actually hit the full screen button or not, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I was like kind of like at a church service in the back, and then at the same time watching soccer on my laptop on Sunday. So, well, hopefully, nobody in my church listens to this. I'm sure they don't. But yeah, actually, the one last thing I will say is, um, I'm a little disappointed that I can't. At least from what I saw, I can't watch games after the fact on the live extra app i mean i get the reasoning because they want to make all their money in live live broadcasts i guess and you know they don't make money when they rebroadcast on the internet but it's one of those things i miss like with fox soccer yeah i was paying for it, but at least i got to watch the game for a full week afterwards so for me if i'm in new jersey like i was this past weekend normally i would not have watched the game i would have came home and watched it where this week i it was you know i sat in the living room alone because for various reasons, I was having to be alone, but I was watching the game because I was alone. Normally, that's not the case for me, so I, I would just like the ability to watch afterwards. That's my only real pet peeve at the moment. But overall, I thought it was pretty decent coverage. I mean, I saw their studio show for, like, the half hour that I watched it, and like I said last week about the advertising, I kind of wish MLS got the same thing. I know 
I know it's not there for money reasons, but I, I wish MLS was at that point where it can have a studio show. And actually, speaking of this, I saw some, I forget where I read this article, uh, talking about scheduling. All I, know, all I know is that Jason Davis wrote it. I don't remember where I saw it exactly, but I all I know is Jason Davis wrote it. And he was talking about, you know, the thing that broadcasters like with the Premier League is that it's a set schedule. They know exactly what's going to happen, but the Premier League actually gives flexibility for the game. So, like, let's say, and Everton Norwich, which at the beginning of the year nobody's really thinking of, but come end of the year, if that happened to be a relegation battle or a battle for fourth place in a Champions League spot, that moves from online to TV. They had that flexibility with the Premier League, where M- where MLS does not give that flexibility to their games. Right, yeah. And and they don't have a set schedule. Like for tonight, there's two games just kick off at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, Zach Watson pointed out, neither game is going to be on national television. Like, what's the point of a midweek game if you're not going to put on television? Like, national te- television. I mean, NBC's sitting there. What else is, what else is NBC Sports showing at the moment? Uh, they're going to be NHL's showing Shark season. Hunters. Shark Hunters, which, of, yeah. of course, is, you know, real highly rated show on NBC I mean, Sports. I'm, I'm sure NBC would love to show that. They have nothing else going on. Hockey's not in season yet. They don't have baseball. They don't have basketball. Give them something to put on, at least. Well, I mean, it, it could be the fact that the, the local coverage, they already get those games, you know? I mean, those local networks, the, the, uh, the MSGs of the world, the Fox Sports Networks, the whatever you want to call it, might already have the rights to those, you know, Comcast, blah, blah, blah. So could be that, too. Yeah. But when one is... She was in Dallas, and then it's Portland and RSL. Who those four teams? Except, or, sorry, except for Portland, none of those teams are really getting all, featured all that much on national TV this year. Why well, not do what they do in do, do what they do during the hockey playoffs? Let NBC Sports do their broadcast. Right, I was just about to say for that's out, for out of market. Yeah, that's actually I was going to say. There's that's what you know. NHL Network does that a lot for a lot of games. Not even just the playoffs. They do that for. Um, actually, I mean, I think most of NHL Network's games are the local broadcast. So yeah, they they could do that. You know, maybe they just don't have the right to. Who knows? But I mean, like you want to grow the MLS, you want to make more money. That's a way to do it. If you tell me there's a game on it, I could, granted, I had MLS Live, so if I wanted to, I could go watch it. But you tell most people, hey, there's this soccer game on it, you know, most diehard soccer fans anyway, there's this game on tonight, it's on NBC Sports, which you already have. They'll probably end up watching it. It gets more interest. Oh, yeah. And who knows? I mean, granted, you can't do it with these two teams because they're all four of them out west, but if one of those was like New York and you had it on NBC Sports in prime time, all of a sudden... Hey, you have something you can sell to the East Coast in prime time. There's a big market there that it just somebody just randomly stumbles upon it. They can end up staying. Just those little types of things MLS needs to, to fix. Well, or I say fix, but you know what I'm what I mean. No, no, I hear you. All right. So, is there anything else that you guys want to discuss tonight? Yeah, I, I wish Sky Blue hadn't kind of tanked the last half of the season with injuries and actually finished better in the fourth because I ain't. I don't think they're making the championship game, having to play Western New York. They're kind of screwed. They didn't beat them all year, and now they're thinking they can go up there and win. Eh, probably not going to happen. That being said, I hope they do win. Uh, I don't think. There you go. The, the one thing I'm going to say is I don't know what Sky Blue is going to do, but when you average 1,667 people per game, which is 34% of your capacity, you need to fix something. Yes, for sure. They were right there at the bottom of the, the league in attendance, so maybe if they do yeah, work they out, are, they are Red Bulls and the doubleheaders or they something. Are the, or, yeah, they're the bottom of the league. They're not even yeah. at the, near the bottom. They're the bottom. I mean, except for Chicago, everybody else, I'm sorry, and for some reason New York Flash, everybody else was above 50% capacity. So, obviously there's a market for it. Whatever they're doing for Sky Blue isn't working, so. Yeah, location, location, location. Yep, yep. I've 
complained about that before. It's not a good spot for them. Yeah. Or any team for that matter. Uh, Pat, you have anything you want to discuss before we end this one? Nope. <laughs> matter of factly. <laughs> Keep it short and sweet. All right. So you could visit our website, redbullrant.wordpress.com. You can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us, 973-348-5329. On Skype, Red Bull Rant. Facebook, facebook.com slash redbullrant. Google Plus. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant, at Dr. Stooge, at PMACD82, at The Truman. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And if you listen to us on iTunes, please be sure to leave us a rating. Let us know what you think about the show. All right, so any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Yeah. Win, you dicks. That's uh, and uh, win like I know you're going to, you amazing men. <laughs> All right, so for Pat, Truman, and myself, this was episode number 71. Thank you for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Peace. Lates.